Uh, hey there, newsies. Um, welcome to a bonus episode because I have problems. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, we, 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 you know, okay, we... let's, 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 <laughs> that was a lot to throw out there in the first 40 seconds of the show. Mm-hmm. It, I would vote to say you don't have problems. You're a completionist, but you're a completionist to even terrible things. Right, right, right. Which is arguably a problem. Completionist to a fault. Yeah. Um, like this. <laughs> like this. It's like not reflect. worse than you being a completionist with the leprechaun series. Well, but that it was is... that but see, like that was that was that was a first attempt at this. And it was mostly because it was like, you know, it's St. Patrick's Day and you know, uh yeah. right. So also, I needed I needed to know how he got to space. Oh, as and, as one does. And the the sad thing was they never told us. So uh, so that was that was the part problem here. Um, <laughs> but we we reviewed Tremors uh, last week. The 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 classic B horror um, uh, creature feature from 1990. And um, and when I was looking at it. Uh, and I found it on on Tubi, our favorite service. Sadly, it's no longer on Tubi. Like it ran out of. Uh, it's no longer there. You can't watch it anymore. Um, wow. Uh, but um, when I I noticed that it uh, that was there, also sequels were there, and I knew about Tremors two. I may have actually watched Tremors two like once in college while drunk. But because I re- I remember parts of it, but I don't remember having watched it. Um, I had never seen Tremors three, but I knew it existed. But then you were like, "Oh, there's a Tremors TV series, and there's Tremors four, which is actually a prequel, and there's a five, which came out a full decade after four, and then there's a six, and I was like." Wow, that's a that, that's that's crazy. That just sounds like something I've got to do to myself <laughs> is 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 to do this. And then I found out after having watched Tremors 2, 3, 4, 5 and 6, I found out there was a 7. It just wasn't on Tubi. It was on Netflix. So then I found out that that's the end. They're not making any more. So what's one more to like wrap up the whole thing? And so uh, last night I consumed you little you little Pringles can over there. You you just once you pop. It's true. The fun down stuff. Much much like your favorite potato chips, you can't watch just one. It's so um, true. I, but so, except I could. I watched you, one. You you could. I can't. I have an addictive personality when it comes to this kind of thing. Yeah, um, no, I'm fine with the one. Right, fine with the one. You should be fine with the one. Why wouldn't you be fine with the one? Um, so yeah, last last night I consumed Tremors uh, Tremors Seven, um, and uh, and now I will now I will run down the entire. I, little did anyone know that the Tremors had a cinematic universe. It is the TCU. The Trimmer Cinematic Universe um, is, is has finally come to a close, um, at least with Phase Two, 
and then we'll see if there's a phase three moving forward. But um, actually, it, it concluded phase three because there were there was a phase two, and now that there was a phase three, the phase three is over. So maybe they'll do a phase four. I don't know. And no uh, point Kate, do they go to space. At no point do they go to space. So which the fe- opportunity which, is there. Which feels feels like a missed opportunity, and and there should do that with phase four. Um, phase uh, so phase two begins with Tremors two aftershocks. It's <laughs> a clever little um, uh-huh. addendum. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. there we go. Um, and this one brings back um, Earl. Earl is the lead of this. Uh, and it also brings back Bert Gummer, Michael Gross, the uh, he of the Atlanta Hawks baseball cap and the Arsenal. Um, Kevin and like I'm good. I'm out. I'm good. I'm and like I a on, superstar here, now. Here, here's here's the thing. Right? This 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 came out in '96, so like he had oh done gosh. a lot of like more high profile stuff and was a it was a major movie star at the mid '90s. Apollo 13 came out that year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, he's, yeah. he's good. He doesn't need it. Um, but I think, honestly, if if they had presented this to Kevin Bacon, he said, sure, I loved working with Fred Ward and Michael Gross so much. I'll come down to Mexico, shoot a movie. And they were like, great. What, what's your asking price? And then he said it, and they met the asking price. And they made this movie and they put some a little bit more because if Kevin Bacon's in it, let's see if we can get some more money from investors and actually buff build up the special effects a little bit. If they made this movie with Kevin Bacon in it, it would be a viable, serious sequel to Tremors, which did did a was a was a fairly big hit for what it was and could have been fine. But when 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 Kevin Bacon said no, in all honesty, they should have said, "Well, guess we're not making this movie then." Fair. Fair. And they, Even Tremors and... One, from what I read, did it recovered at the box office, but not super well. But did like super well on like VHS, right? That it was yeah. like almost an anomaly. It was one of the first ones to do like super well on like the yeah. post release side of things. Because so that doesn't a... indicate like we should make a second one because it's going to be a box office smash, right? Right. <laughs> um, but I, I again, though, like the thing of it is, is I, I mean, I obviously I was young, but um, a lot of people first saw it on VHS because this that, that was 1990, 91. That was the big boom of blockbusters everywhere. Not, not movies, but blockbuster videos, where like you would have your own local video store which had. A selection but then over there in the next town over a blockbuster got built and you walked in and it was like every movie ah. and and so there that became the beginning of i'll just wait for it to come out on video that became a thing that nobody could do like in a viable way for a long time you could say i'm not going to catch that in the theaters but when it comes out on video i'll be sure to rent it and that's how you all of a sudden that become a whole different revenue stream for movies that they knew they weren't going to have great box office, but it, they might be able to recoup a bunch of that on home video. Anyway, so um, in '96 they made this with Fred Ward as Earl, 
and he is uh, working. They don't do a very good job of explaining this, but he's working um, on an ostrich ranch. And the way they reveal this is him like trying to rope something like, all right, come on now. I'm going to get you into that pen. Bessie's over there waiting for you. Like he's trying to like rope a bull to get the bull over there, you know? And uh, he, he rope he ropes it, whatever it is. And then it pulls him onto his belly and he gets pulled for a while and he lets go. And finally he's like, God damn it. Then he looks up and it's an ostrich. Um, and uh, so then he goes to his little trailer and he's sitting there on the front porch and a taxi cab drives down this gravel driveway to where he lives. Um, Are we still and- in there? Ish. Uh, Nevada is Nevada. The whole thing, okay. all of them take place in Nevada. It's a Nevada, different town man. in Nevada, but it's it's still Nevada. Okay. Um. So, uh, the driver of the cab like pokes his head up out of the out of the doorway and go, "Are you Earl Bassett? Who wants to know? Told you it was him." Says this this is young car uh, cab driver, um, and. Uh, the guy, there's a a Mexican man in a suit gets out of the of the of the back of the cab, and we have this conversation. Now, the the little prologue to this movie is a guy um, on uh, an oil pipe. You know those pipes that like come out of the ground. They're maybe about yay big in diameter, and they'll come out and they'll go for a ways and they'll go back in. It's a little oil pipe. He's sitting on it, straddling it, and kind of scooching himself along it. And his, you can tell that his, you can see his pant cuff is torn apart, and he's got a little blood down there. And he's finally get to the end of this thing, and his feet are dangling about six feet above the ground. And he's like, I don't know where to go, but he sees there's a car over there and a bunch of oil drums, like barrels, between him and the car. So he decides he's going to jump from the pipe to the first barrel and then walk along the tops of the barrels uh, until he gets to the car. But then the ground shifts. And he falls off, and he screams, and we go, "Oh no, Mexico's got graboids!" Because dun, it did dun, show us, it, it does show, it did show us that it was Mexico. It was a, an oil field in Mexico. So then the guy, the guy who's coming to see Fred Ward, uh, Earl Bassett, he says, uh, "We, sir, um, we have graboids in Mexico at the at the oil. It's the largest oil field in Mexico. It, it's very important to our economy, and we have the you'll have the full." Uh, um, cooperation of the Mexican military uh, and the Mexican government to do whatever you need to get rid of all these graboids. So we can, you know, we can't, we can't drill for oil anymore. It's eaten everybody who works there. Nobody will work there. And, um, and they, they says, we've already talked to your former partner, uh, Mr. McKee, that's Val. um, And he, he turned us down. And, and then he says, uh, of course, Val married a good woman. Why would he want to die? And I was like, Oh, well, that's sad for Earl, um, but it's nice to know that he and Rhonda yeah. got together, got married. They're living a good life now, and honestly, why would he want to die? But it is kind of sad that he and Earl have kind of fallen. I mean, obviously, like he mar- got married. He, she's a PhD student. They're pro- they probably aren't living in perfection anymore, and Earl's got nothing. So these like it's a kind of a thing of like it's kind of sad that their best friendship kind of grew apart um but uh so anyway the 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 kid who's the cab driver 
from it says Las Vegas cabs or whatever. So some some guy flew into Vegas and took a cab all the way out to this to this thing. Um, but he apparently is a little like fanboy for graboids. Um, and he's seen he's seen on the he's in the documentary. He watched the the he's got he's he's he go he follows Earl into his into his uh, trailer and up on the wall framed are all these covers of magazines. When the first thing happened, it's like, I got all these, read that one. I got that one. I got that one uh, in uh, mint condition. Uh, they, they say it's worth 500 bucks. If I could get an autograph on that from you, sir. Oh, my goodness. And um, then there's a over in the corner, there is an arcade machine that says Graboids. And it's an art. They made an arcade game out of it. And he says, wow, you must have made a fortune on this. Um, nope. I should have got a lawyer. So he he completely got screwed over by this whole thing. Uh, never didn't make any money off of it. He's just living on this ostrich ranch. Um, he says he says, listen, this guy says they're gonna pay you fifty thousand dollars per graboid that you kill. Um, and uh, and he's like um, like, and I I I could be your partner. I know Val didn't want to work with you, but I'll do it. Says this kid, and he's like fifty thousand dollars, huh? Like, all right. Well, if, it, if if I you know kill enough of them, then I then I could you know buy my way out of here. All right, I'll do it. I've got nothing else. So um, so they go you know, they go down to Mexico, uh, and uh, they they meet the 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 people who are all obvious cannon fodder. Hey, this guy, uh, this guy over here. Don't bother to learn their names. They're going to be dead in twenty minutes. And they meet. I don't know her name. Uh, let's call her paleontologist. Let's call her paleontologist MILF. Because that's basically what she's in. She's like 45, kind of hot, and she's a paleontologist. And she tells us that they have been doing some fossil stuff around. And yes, they are actually the oldest known creature. That they are pre-Cambrian. They have the fossil record. It predates the, pro- the fossil record. I These was told in Tremors been... one they don't match any fossil records. Well, that this is the thing, is that all that all you got that from was Rhonda, who was not a paleontologist. She's a seismologist, and we can we can take her as an expert in the first film, but she's not really. Um, and they hadn't been able to actually really study them and compare them to anything else in the fossil record. And so they have done that now. And paleontologist Milf says um, that uh, that that she's um, uh, that, that that yes, they are that old, and it's crazy that they've been around for like literally hundreds of millions of years. But uh, their eggs have somehow laid dormant, and now they are starting to. And we don't know what it is. I mean, if this thing came out fifteen years later, they'd be like, the Earth is warming. And so now it's becoming that the same temperature it was back then. And that's why the eggs have started or whatever. But they didn't do that then. Anyway, so we meet her. Um, they really and, justified uh, the next five sequels, though, by being like, all yeah. these eggs. <laughs> they did. Um, but immediately, immediately, um, old Earl is sweet on her. You know. Um, well, and he deserves um, a good woman, too. Uh, it's, yeah, he does. He does. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. And this will come up later. Um, uh, he said, I, I, listen, my whole life, um, I, I, uh, nothing's ever worked out for me. And so I started to let, set my, my sights low or whatever, my low standards. And I, here's the things, um, 
And then uh, he, uh, he he points over to a, a centerfold from Playboy um, uh, in 19, this uh, September 1974. Oh, wow. Not bad, says the kid. It's like, yeah, she's there to remind me of what I'll never have. I was like, that is a, that's very sad. That's a very sad thing. Earl, you're a depressed man. But yeah. um, so he uh, remembers what they did the last time to kill the last Graboid before the very last one. Like, these things are dumb. So what we're going to do is we're going to trick him into eating a bomb and then we'll blow them up. So he, um, all he wants from the from the government is uh, is some dynamite. They said you can have anything you want. Um, uh, all I want is some dynamite and um, and uh, a bunch of remote control cars. Um, so he sticks a, a bunch of dynamite in a remote control car, drives it around until the thing comes up and eats the remote control car, and then he hits the little little bomb to set off the dynamite. Boom. And that they they did it the first time. It worked great. And then we get a montage where where they where they kill no fewer than twelve because there's twelve separate giant explosions. And so they're just and then they come back from the mont. Gotta have a montage. Even Emma's like Tremor- had a montage. <laughs> Even Tremors too had a montage. Um, <laughs> and uh, when they come back from it, they kill one more, and they go, "Wow." That's three hundred thousand dollars. Like, no, you, you uh, are you uh, literal. I watched you explode twelve bombs during the montage. So that's twelve times fifty thousand, not six times fifty thousand. Unless you had to use two bombs per graboid, and that that doesn't seem right. Um, but or anyway, is he splitting it with this kid. No, he's not. They said fifty thousand dollars a piece. That's not bad. Not a bad little business. Not a bad little business. Um, but uh the um so they um they realize there's a there's a lot more of them or something or like they got oh the yeah there was one uh that chased their truck um off, back off backwards out of off down a ravine and the truck is all broken up and they ended up like having to stay the night on um uh having to stay the night uh, on top of the boulders. Um, and then they see they're able to radio and get Carlos fodder number one to drive his, his truck out there and pick him up. Um, and uh, so we see it, we see the headlights coming and then the headlights just, the, the, you just, he just stops and he's they're watching it and go, what is he stopping for? Um, cause they, they have a little transponder, so he knows where to find them. Um, and, uh, and I don't know, maybe he stopped to take a piss and they wait. It's a long piss. And like, I don't know what we should do. Um, he's got a, they've got a little thing that like, uh, shows the size seismograph or what a seismol like, but they call it seismos in later episodes. Um, where like you can actually see, you can ping, you can watch the, the, the map. And it'll ping where the graboids are under the ground. If they're getting close to you, you know, whatever. So they they walk all the way over to this to this car with Earl just watching the seismo thing uh, and the kid carrying literally all of their other equipment. Um, and uh, they get there, and uh, the 
engine has been torn out of the car. Um, and uh, then they see Carlos's hands uh, grabbing the back of the of the pickup thing, and they they run over there, and there's just his arms. It's just his arms been cut off at the elbows with his oh, hands no. up here. And and uh, so then they run up to um, a radio tower, but the radio tower's been torn apart. Um, and uh, I think this is it. Yeah, this is where they they meet um, these other things that are not graboids. Um, they find a graboid earlier in the picture, maybe ten minutes earlier, that is exploded from the inside. Um, like they didn't kill it. It's like, it just, it, it, it's ruptured from the inside. Um, and there are three distinct holes in it. Um, so something has exploded from inside of it. And, uh, and so they, they, then they meet these little things. They are on two legs, have like chicken legs, um, and like little, little bodies and like mini graboid heads. Like they open up. There's no tongues, but they, their their mandibles open up all weird, and they have a little thing on the top of their head that like flaps open and then close. And when it flaps open and they look at you, they scream to alert all the other ones around you, and then they run toward you. Um, they are able to get away from these things, which later they dub shriekers. Um. And uh, they were able to get back, and they're like, "We need some help. We need some real help." So, uh, do you know anybody you could call? Says uh, paleontologist Milf, and uh, he's got, "I know one guy," and that one—that's what we we see. Um, Bert, who's like, got um, who's sitting in a, in a dirty uh, tank top. He's still got the Atlanta hat, Hawks cap. He's sitting in his rebuilt basement. Um, and uh, he's he's got it like a twelve day growth of beard, and he's like Earl, Earl, how are you? Uh, it's good good to hear from you. Um, no, no, uh, Heather's still visiting her sister, uh, but um, <clears throat> oh no, she left me, Earl. She left me, and she she took the guns, Earl. She took the HK ninety one. I loved that gun, Earl. She took the gun. Um, he's like, uh, look, Bert, listen, I, I, I'm really sorry about Heather. Um, you know, I'm sure she had a country music career that was very in demand right now. Blossoming. So, um, so, so, uh, I just want to let you know, um, we, we might need your help. Yeah. With what? Well, this is all, all, all also, I should mention they pan over and then like has like an antelope, a deer the, uh, on his wall, like the heads, an antelope, a deer. Uh, like a bear or something, and then a graboid head. Like he he mounted the one he killed in his basement. He cut off its head and mounted it up on the oh, wall. I love that. <laughs> and uh, he's like, Bert, we got graboids, and he's sitting there on the phone like this. Then he's a graboids. He, he does this, like he's <laughs> just been like called to duty. Um, and so the next thing we see is him show up in Mexico driving like a Mexican issue personnel truck like where all the people sit in the back underneath the big canopy and he opens up the back and it's like full of guns like he's like they told me they they told you the mexican army told you you could have whatever you wanted free of charge and all you got was a couple of cases of dynamite and some rc cars and he's like just pulling out all this crazy stuff that he's got in the back of this thing 
Um, and so he says, uh, Bert, I don't know what these things are, but they're not quite graboids. Like, I'll be the judge of that. I'm going to go out and look for myself. So um, he's going, he's tracking these things through the, through the valley. He's killed a couple extra graboids. Um, and he, uh, he gets and he finds one that's been torn apart. And so he's starting to figure out what this is as well. Then um, he's doing this really funny thing where he's like, he's got a little video camera in the passenger seat with a, a remote control. And he's like, rec- he's like doing a little video diary of his, of like, you know, uh, of his experiences hunting these grab boys. He's really taking in, that's taking to sober. it. He's sober. Um, but uh, then um, the appears like he's following something. And it's been it's led him to a dead end in this canyon. Um, and he's gonna try to turn around, and all of a sudden, a bunch of his little things, these shriekers, are up on the hood of his car, looking through the windows, and he ah, and he was here like small arms fire and crazy explosions and stuff from way off. And, they, and so they're are the shrieker animatronics as awesome as the the snake? No, but they're all they're they're all right. I mean, considering how like obvious CGI they became in later movies, they're okay. There, there are CGI part of it or CGI in this, but eh, they're okay. Um, so it comes down to all all the other members of of Fodderville have all been killed. It's just paleontologist Milf, the kid, uh, Earl, and Bert. Any notable any notable kills of the fodder? I mean, one guy was like looking in through the window, and then just got like he got grabbed by stuff and eaten in half. Eh, not, 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 nothing, no. nothing outstanding. Nah, nah. So, um, they, uh, uh, anyway, they're trying to get Bert to come back because they don't. Th- these things are everywhere, and now we realize they're they when they do this, uh, they're heat visioning. Like they they can track your heat signature. They can't see, but they can track your heat signature. That's what they're doing. They figured this out. So Bert, um, they assume Bert is dead because he went out there and, and he was screaming over the radio and the small arms fire stopped. And then way off in the distance, the next morning comes this vehicle he's been driving, this giant military truck, and it's smoking and there's stuff hanging off of it. And he and it comes on, he, he comes, come, like it rolls to a stop because it's, it doesn't actually drive anymore. And like he just, and he gets out and he's covered in goop and everything. And um, uh, he says, I feel like I was not given critical need to know information. <laughs> like, because they didn't know what it was, but they didn't, they knew it wasn't Grab Boys, but they couldn't tell them what it was. So now, now it's like, um, I, I, I let off, well, there was at least a dozen of them. They led me into a box can. I was able to get out, blah, 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 blah. I am completely out of ammo. That's never happened to me before, which I just thought was really fun. Um, uh, uh, I, I also, I'll, I'll, I'll mention this too. Because... That was weird. I didn't mean to do that. I yeah. theme, so I'll take it. Um, yeah, uh, I wanted to show you because because um, Melissa, who does the um, uh, the thumbnails for amazing. for this show, is amazing. Uh, she's like, I don't know anything about all these movies. How do I put all of these movies into one thumbnail? And I was like, Well, they all star this guy. So that's, that's all you got to do is just figure out a way to put that guy in there. Um, uh, so yeah. Um, 
he's he's out of ammo. And so they they have a he has a couple more guns that were not in the truck, including one that is like because he thought he was going to have to have maximum firepower to hit graboids, and he's like, I shouldn't I shouldn't have prepared for that. I should have had like Uzis and like little machine guns to get rate of fire as many as bullets as I could fire at these things, as opposed to something for a long range, high powered kill. He's got one, this one gun that's like supposed to be able to shoot from, um, you know, 400 yards or something, these giant bullets. So a lot of stuff happens. They're trying to get places. They realize that, oh, they realize that if they, if they eat, they multiply. So oh, okay. um, that's how they get a bunch of more of them. Three shriekers will come out of one graboid. And if they eat, they multiply. One of the things he got from the Mexican army was, was crates of MREs, which are the highest density protein and, and, and nutrition you could possibly get in a thing. They taste horrible, but they give you everything you need. Um, and of course, all the graboids get into the warehouse that has all the MREs in them and they're eating them. Oh my goodness, there's so many of them. What are we going to do? Um, but before that, they're going to just try and get to a truck to get out of here. Um, there's one graboid, there was one uh, shrieker between them and the truck. Like, I'll take care of it. And so it's standing there uh, in front of a cinder block wall, and he shoots it and explodes because the bullet's so good. But the bullet leaves a giant hole in the um, in the cinder block wall. So they run past cinder block wall. There's a, a cement mixer with a giant hole in it because the bullet went through that. And other things, uh, sandbags and uh, sacks of cement. And then the engine block of the car they were running to has a giant hole in it because, because Bert shot this bullet is like, how could I have known? I, I didn't know that. I Somebody needs to tell me these things. If I had known the truck was there, I wouldn't have shot there. Um, but they end up um, having a whole bunch of like C4 and like b- basically like pseudo nuclear material that, that, that he has requested from the government that they gave him, I guess. Shouldn't have done that. But it's all in this... Um, uh, warehouse and they they use um fire extinguishers to like cover earl with like co2 and stuff so they can't see him because he's cold but he's like walking through this warehouse trying to get to where he can set off the bomb and um and when he gets there uh he, he like he's able to before they see him he sets off this thing puts in a timer and throws the bomb in with all the other bombs like in there with them um, where, and so he gets out and Bert's like, well, where'd you, th- where'd you, where'd you put the bomb? What's the, what's the timer? Oh, we, we got about 45 seconds. I think that should be enough. Where'd you put the bomb with all the inner bombs run says Bert. Cause he's like, he knows that that's going to like make the giant explosion. And like, and they run for like 50 yards and then they stop and hide behind a wall. And he's like, keep running. And they, they go, and they go, and it's like this giant explosion and they've di- dived into a ditch. And there's just debris falling all around them. And uh, um, and so they uh, they get up and they they look over there and like, wow, what? You, you think we got them all? Yeah, I think we got them all. Um, and then the, it's, it's all wrapped up. Oh, oh um, when they were waiting at some point, trying to wait for rescue on some tall building somewhere. Uh, this is where um, uh, paleontologist Milf is flirting with um uh with uh, Earl and she says you know I used to be a model 
um, you know, back when I was in college. Uh, and he said, well, I believe it. Like I was actually a playmate once. I was and, hoping that this would be and, what and he's he like, did. He's like, Miss September 1974? <laughs> so, so he did get what he wanted. Isn't That's that sweet? No, so Earl ends up with the girl that he wanted the whole time, and she's also smart, and, and she's, she's a, a, a survivor. Yeah. That's nice. Good for her. Um, but the kid has decided he is going to use all the money he got from the Mexican uh, government to open up a Graboids theme park. Um, like with his graboid themed rides and stuff, and he says you should come in on with in on it with me, Earl. Um, it, it'll be good, you know, be good for you. Um, so so that's what that that's how that all that all ends as that ends with the with them with an incredibly wide shot as they're walking. Um, and uh, somebody says, do you think we'll be they'll be upset that we what we did to their oil fields? Um, and there's a, like a cra- a crater the size of a meteor hit it. And Bert's like, they should have thought of that before they gave. They told me I could have whatever I wanted or something. And that's the end of Tremors 2. And okay. that's the end of the series until... No, it's not. Um, 2001, they made Tremors 3 back to perfection. Which is um, the, the town where everything happened again. And this is the one that's, that's kind of fun because it reintroduces characters, side characters from the first one. Um, and, uh, so we get Bert obviously is the star here. Um, but also, uh, Nancy, the pottery lady and her daughter, Mindy, uh, are in it. Mindy, of course, uh, I didn't mention this in the interview, uh, Ariana Richards, who three years after Tremors played the older sister of the two grandkids in Jurassic Park. So she, be, ah, she like, she actually got, okay. she got some good stuff out of that, but Eight years after that, not working all that much. So she's back, and she's a she's a college student. Um, and uh, um, she was a college student, but um, the uh, we couldn't they couldn't afford the tuition anymore, so she had to go back. And now she's working at the Arby's in Bixby, and she hates her life. And uh, so so there's her. Uh, Miguel is back. He's around the guy with the all the all, yeah, all the ideas. He was a smart so, kid. Yeah. So so Miguel's there. That's cool. Um, and. Walter Chang's niece Jody has taken over the shop, and she's a little fastidious one. She keeps she keeps all good records of everything. Um, uh, like he like every time she put it on my tab, and she'll like from memory tell you what your tab is. I'm gonna collect that at the end of the month, you know. Like every every single time was that kind of thing. And then there's also a guy in town, uh, a new guy named Jack, who's running graboid tours. He's, he is bilking ah, tourists okay. out of money. Like, this is where the Graboids did this. And this is where the Graboids did that. And then he'll fake them into believing there are Graboids out there still. Because he's got a, a dude, Buford, who's on his payroll. Whose job is to, like, sit in a ditch with a with um, a fire extinguisher and shoot it up into the air. Like it's a blowhole or something. These people don't know what a Graboid is. They're like, oh, my God, look, it's a Graboid. We better get out of here. But take pictures. Um, so they can't see anything, but they just see the thing. Let's go. Oh no. Um, so tell all your friends. It's like a thing. We're supposed to be like, you know, a two hour drive from Vegas, come up into the thing and see the graboids or whatever. So that's what he's running this deal. Um, but, uh, there's stupid Melvin back. I feel like I remember you saying Melvin's back. Ah, um, there, we find this out later that it's him, but there is a company that's trying to 
move everybody out of perfection and then sell what they're calling ranchettes, which is like, here's a, here's a big parcel of land and we will prefab a ranch house, like not a ranch home, but like uh, where you could, you could raise cattle or whatever. Like it's perfect land for, for grazing and doing all this stuff. And so we're going to, we're going to put the whole Valley in there and somebody keeps doing that. And they're trying to like buy out all the people who live in this uh, little area to do that. And we find out later, it's actually Melvin who's behind the whole thing. Um, typical typical Melvin. He's now in his, he's now a, he's now a mid twenties douche. uh, Just trying to, you know, he's, he's got, he's got this money. Apparently they say that, 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 um, that his parents died and left him a bunch of money. um, And so he's using that to like build this business. Yeah. So, um, so this isn't, this isn't really all that interesting except for the fact that all the, the people from these these people are here. Yeah, that's so pretty we, cool. We, we get Nancy and her daughter Mindy, who are who stay in, in perfection while there's a graboid infestation, obviously. Oh. Um, and uh, there's also Department of the Interior guys who are like these are in, endangered species and you can't kill them. So eminent domain, you have to move out of here or something. Like if you kill them, we're gonna take over the the what I don't know. They're just they're bad bad government guys. Of course, there are only like two of them. So bye bye government guys. They get killed pretty early off screen too. They get like a like a it's like a the opposite of a jobber entrance. They get like a jobber death. We we never see we never see them die. Um, jobber death. They got a jobber death. Um, and uh, and that's it. Like some they, they they got pinned during the commercial. Like th- that's that's how much they don't matter. They took a will um, have spine buster off screen. Yeah, brutal. Yeah. So the notable thing here is they know about graboids and they know about shriekers. I forget exactly how shriekers turn into another creature. This creature can fly. Oh no. So you can't hide up on roofs anymore because it can fly. Um, so uh, the way they fly is they um, secrete two different chemicals from anal glands that that the spray mixes and creates a caustic explosion, which blows them up into the sky. And then they have these like like glider wings they don't really fly they just glide up on uh, on on the air but they can only they blast themselves up there so the name that they give them is ass blasters these are ass blasters and so for the rest of the films in rest of three and not four four is a prequel but five six and seven and also the TV series, they like, oh no, there's a bunch of ass blasters coming. And I feel like they probably wouldn't have called them that if they were going to use that phrase a hundred times in every movie, but but they do. Um, but they're, they don't look, they Google look... that on its own, no. I would say. No, uh, no don't you're gonna do it. You're going to get very different. If you're like, oh, what an interesting horror character. Yeah. yeah. Don't Google um, it. They, they, uh, they don't. Um, Anyway, no the 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 ass blasters. Um, they ha- again have similar heads to the graboids. Um, they also heat seek. They have the same okay. little flippy deal on on as the shriekers. Um, 
and you know are attracted to. Kill an ass blaster with Billy guns. It's good. It's good. <sighs> so funny. Anyway, that's good. They um, compete, see. Right, and they fly and the whatever. So, um, so it's Jody, Miguel, Jack, this guy because Buford gets killed really. Or he's the first death. Um, he's 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 quick, bad or whatever. Um, but uh, Bert and they're trying to evade the the government guys. The government guys die too. So um, they're going to try and do it. But Bert has 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 dug. Um, like a three foot thick concrete wall going down 10 meters around his entire property. Um, and uh, so, so that's, that, that's how he keeps them out from coming in. They can't get through that, that wall. So um, uh, he, um, it, I don't, I, this is, he gets eaten. Bert gets swallowed by one of these things. No. And I'm like, oh, Bert's dead. Um, I was like, but I know he's not because he's in all the other movies. So what is this? And we like he Don't on his walkie situation. On his walkie-talkie, he's like, I've somehow found an air pocket in the belly of the beast, but I don't have much left. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to um to lead this thing I'm in into uh, up to my house. And so um, Jack and Jody are in there and they're driving and, uh, and they uh, drive all the way into his parking lot through his gate. And behind is that thing chasing him with Burton there. And because the, it's dumb, uh, it, it is going so fast chasing him and it smashes into the three in the thing and kills itself. Uh, and then they're like, um, we got to try and figure out a way to get Bert out of here. So um, uh, Jack finds a chainsaw in a shed and chainsaws his way into the thing. And Bert comes out um, and Bert. Michael Gross is so good. He comes out, takes off his hat, shakes the excess goop off of it from being inside the thing, puts it back on, reaches in his front pocket. Pulls out his his aviator shades and puts them on as they drip down his face. He goes, "I would appreciate it if we never spoke of this again." And he's, <laughs> he's then he goes back and goes into his house and soon to take a shower. But that's it. So that so Bert got swallowed and Jonah and Jonah in the way he got out. Um. Oh, I should mention, uh, poor Miguel was the victim of an ass blaster attack. Uh, it zoomed down and killed him. Uh, so Miguel's dead. Um, so oh, they, yeah. So he, guy. That's yeah, he was, yeah, he didn't have any ideas in this movie. Um, so I guess they'd be like, if he doesn't have ideas, let's just get rid of him. Uh, yeah, but um, uh, so um, oh, uh, Mindy is a smart one because an ass blaster comes in into the store where they're hiding and she knows that they see by heat, so she takes like a ham and puts it in the microwave and then throws it. It takes out microwave and then throws it and then follows it and it ah. and it eats the ham. Um, and they the they assume that they will reproduce when they I don't know how to do this. They assume that they will reproduce the same way shriekers do if they eat, but apparently they don't. 
So she's like, no, it went into a food coma. And they were able to like tie it up <laughs> with like rope while it was sleeping. So, um, but they, they, they're able, they able to explode all the other, uh, shoot all the other, kill all the other, um, ass blasters. Um, oh, they, they, they have to like, um, uh, blow up Bert's underground bunker, like to get out of there. Uh, they have to do that. Um, and so they, they, there's one left. El Blanco, he's an albino, and uh, oh, this this is what Miguel's good for. He says we had an albino, we had a goat like that when I was growing up. She was a female, but she was albino, and she never had she never had kids. She was infertile, and in nature, a lot of albino uh, albinism is connected to in, infertility. So they assume that El Blanco, the albino one, cannot reproduce. No more shriekers. So. That's fine. And the the thing that the Department of Interior said was, as long as there's one um, of these creatures in this valley, then it's an endangered species and we can't do anything to disturb the, the valley around it, including move you people out of here. So as long as they can create some kind of symbiotic relationship with El Blanco, not get eaten by him, and also keep him alive, they won't have to move. So that is the tenuous little thing they have here. Uh, Jody, uh, Walter Chang's niece, and Jack kind of get together um, at the end of this thing. Uh, and Ariana Richards, who's 21, is like, older women every time. Because she had the hots for Jack. Um, and uh, And that's the movie? Oh, I should mention also, I forgot to mention this. The movie starts with Bert. In Argentina, talking to a news crew and to a government representative, they have shriekers in Argentina, an army of shriekers. And he's like, this is how I'm going to deal with them. And like they have the government of Argentina has called Bert himself to take care of an army of shriekers they have. So he just has like a like a giant like truck mounted machine gun that he's just firing at all these shriekers approaching him. And that that's apparently that's what he does now um, is you you're you're to assume that these things are coming everywhere <laughs> and whenever they are, this is the guy that does it. Um, but we never see that again in any of the in any of the movies is that's not like is like that's just a the thing they did Can for this movie and that's it skated over the theme park. Um, Jody says, why don't you? Open, uh, help help this guy Jack to open a theme park here in perfection. It would do so much good for my store and the entire economy of we have in theaters. We could open a theme park just like your friends, Earl and whatever the kid's name was. Um, and uh, and like, nah, that's their dream. My dream is just to be left alone or some bullshit. Whatever. I like that they acknowledge it though. That's nice. That's not acknowledge it. Okay, so this movie serves as an immediate prologue to the TV series that came out a year later. Oh, okay. It 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 can't not. When I, having watched the, the the first episode of the, the pilot of the of the TV series, it's like it just takes off immediately after the that movie Timbers 3 ended. Um so it's really like it was like it was like they were producing them at the same time. Um but 
Jack has moved to Vegas. Uh, he, he doesn't want to do the, the, the thing anymore. The, the, you know, church, church service. Um, they, uh, and, uh, unfortunately, uh, they got two new actors. They got a different actress to play Jody. Um, the, who's running the, 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 you know, the thing she's, um, she's studying law school, um, uh, correspondence course. Uh, but she's running, running the, the, the thing for her, for her dead uncle. And then they got a different actress to play Nancy. And I'm like, I've never seen the actress who played Nancy in literally anything else. What was she doing at the time? I hope she didn't die. That's sad. But they got the mom from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids to play Nancy. It's the, They're the same characters. They're just different actors. Sure. Um, and then they have one, this new, this new uh, cast member, uh, Rosalita, I think. She's Miguel's niece who he left the ranch to that he had. And she's okay. trying to... And so she is she is our window into things because she's recently moved there. She doesn't know or trust Bert. She has no idea what a sit rep is or stop asking me what my 20 is. Just ask me where I am, all this stuff. So she's getting our window into that. And then there's a new guy who bought the business in Vegas. He is a former NASCAR driver. And so him being able to drive a car fast um, – Comes in handy, I guess. Also, Melvin is still around, still trying to get everybody to leave the valley. But this time in the in the in the in the pilot episode, he is um, he's hired a guy on a dirt bike to go around and set off seismo or like things that like make the ground shake to uh, to piss off El Blanco. If they piss it off enough, he figures Bert will have to, in self defense, kill El Blanco. Then there's no endangered species. Then everybody gets this gets to be moved off the land. Um, also, the guy who played Hank and Bake in Breaking Bad is in this, Dean Norris, and he's basically playing the same guy, except for he's not a DEA agent. He's an, a, a permanent of the interior guy whose whose whole thing is to monitor this this um, this little town. He hates his job. He hates his life. He hates Bert. This is this is his cross to bear. Um, and so that's the pilot episode of uh of the series i only watched the one um they're able to uh not kill el blanco and then that's the end of the first episode and they made 13 of these they made a full season and this never made a series a season two so that's that then they made a prequel tremors four was the prequel um it's set in 1902 in perfection which was then called Rejection, which is a weird thing. Uh, Um, But Walter Chang's grandfather is running the store. Um, uh, He's there with, he's a a fairly new Chinese immigrant with his wife and his young son, who would be Walter Chang's father. Um, And uh, then uh, there's a mine, a silver mine up up in the mountains away from the town. Uh, that that's where the graboid attacks start happening. Okay. Okay. So um, the, um, and so everybody who's working in the mine has either been killed or if they haven't been killed, they've run away and they don't want to work there anymore. Um, so everyone in the town, if there's no mine and there's no miners, there's no, nobody to sell your wares to everyone in the town has just left except for the, uh, the owner of the hotel 
this this woman uh don't remember her name uh and then um one minor guy who's obviously the hero um uh, alvarez i think his name is uh young mexican fella and um oh uh an old an old prospector always drunk um and then that's it but they they've heard via telegram that the owner of the mine is taking a stagecoach from Philadelphia to deal with this whole situation. Um, but by the time he gets there, everyone he was supposed to talk to about how, what to do with the mine has all left town. So he's there by himself. That man's name is Hiram Gummer. Ah, okay. So that's Michael Gross playing Hiram Gummer. Uh, apparently his, uh, his grandfather, um, uh, from back East. Um, and, uh, he is a dandy and a fop and no, does not belong here at all. A total fish out of water story. Uh, he's an, he's an a-hole to everybody, but he threw the whole, the whole thing. Oh, it's an a-hole with a heart of gold. Um, he, he kind of bonds with everybody. You find out actually that, um, uh, his entire inheritance was spent by his father who then died shortly after on this mine. And he was supposed to like, you know, but um, uh, all he has left to to his name is the credit of being a gummer uh, and uh, a watch fob and a watch and some diamond cufflinks. Um, And so he takes, um, but we have found that out later. We just always a rich asshole, but he takes, um alvarez and then the only guys left who are willing to go with him in town uh out, outside of town these these rough and tumble western types and they're gonna go and they're gonna check out the mine they get there and they find a lot of body parts but nothing that could have caused it so all right well we'll just take the body parts out of here and we'll reopen the mine says hiram gummer um but we might be better make camp here by the mine and then we'll ride back into town tomorrow and of course, wouldn't you know it, that night the graboids show up. But they're also like mini graboids. They're like baby graboids. They're small and they and they jump out of the ground. So you immediately you're like doing new things with with what these things are, and they're not. Yeah. They, yeah, that's not. So they're mini graboids. Um, we find out, I guess, in the third one that ass blasters lay eggs that then hatch into graboids. So it's like a life cycle. Um, so that you can't actually have new graboids unless you have ass blasters. But once you, once you have the graboids, you'll have shriekers and then you'll have ass blasters. So that's the whole thing. Anyway, they only deal with graboids in this. Um, uh, this is uh, fun because once they realize that like you can't shoot into the ground, once they jump out of the ground at you, you, you could shoot them, but none of nobody here's a good enough shot. So we're going to put an ad in. All of the all of the biggest papers in the West for a shootist, a gunfighter, to come in and uh, and sh- and kill these things because because these are also they're the they're size of Great Danes, like okay. that they're a, they're big but they're not giant. They don't know they Monstrous, get that big yet. Yeah. They don't know they get that big yet. There's their babies, but they don't know they're babies. Um, so they they um, hire uh, they, a guy shows up whose name is. Black Hand Kelly or something, played by the incredible Billy Drago, who played the assassin in The Untouchables. Um, he's just such a wonderful, like, creepy dude. Um, 
but um he basically says like um yeah i will like um once we get the mine open you can have all the silver you want say as much as you can carry on a strong horse um that's what we'll pay you with like i'm not going to do any of this thing you're describing these creatures or whatever a i think you're full of shit and b if you're not i'm gonna need a down payment before we start on this whole thing so he, he, make, he takes the guy's watch fob and uh, the guy's cufflinks. So now all he's got left is his watch. Um, so they, he and Alvarez and, uh, and Billy Drago go out to try and like find these things. And then they realize that um, they're not babies anymore. And, um, and they see these snake things, which we know are the, the little tongues, right? But they don't know what those are. So they're shooting at them. And all of a sudden... Uh, pops this giant thing, which scares the hell out of him, and eats Billy Drago. Um, and uh, Alvarez and Michael Gross barely make it back. Oh, because they use the telegraph machine that's inside the building they're hi- hiding in, um, and the only the, the kid speaks Morse code. He's smart, so um, he can't translate it because nobody up there knows how to write Morse code. They're just tapping on it, hoping somebody will hear them. And so the woman who runs the hotel, she gets in a wagon and rides it up to the, to the old mine place and they get in and they get back uh, to town. But then they're like, they got to do like a magnificent seven where they got to like figure out the, instead of like a bunch of outlaws coming to kill everybody, it's a, it's like three graboids. So they got to figure out how they're going to set up the town to do this. And so um, we have to like, they they realize at some point that they they find you via via vibration. So let's make the vibrations over here, and we'll lure them into a trap. And so they do that with a couple of things. But um, uh, after he gets rescued, Hiram Gummer says, "I'm done. You're on your own. No one's going to ever open up that mine. Um, it's over. I'm going back home. You should all leave as well. We can't. This is our home. We live here. I am very sorry." I am going. And so he takes uh, a, a horse to Carson City to get the next stage back east. But while he's waiting there, um, uh, he um, sees that the guy in the train st- station um, is getting messages from per- from rejection. Uh, they're saying, please help giant worms. Send somebody. And he's like, these jokers over in rejection sending these fake things. Ah, that's so funny. Um, and he's like, no, I, I must do the right thing. So he walks into the gun oh. store. Um, and then he drives back in a wagon and he's like, uh, he's like, um, well, how did, what did you, what did you do? And so he opens up the thing and he's got all of these guns that he has purchased secondhand from this, um, from this gun store. And he used his watch to do it. The last money he had in the world to buy this stuff, including a punt gun. Do you know what a punt gun is, Kate? I do not. I would like you to Google image search punt gun because I forgot to do this and upload it. So I want to see your face when you see what a punt gun is. Oh, Lord. Punt gun. Images. Oh, my. (laughs) Everyone at home. Listening to this or watching this, you push pause and you Google image search punt gun. And I believe you are with us. I believe your response will be that of 
Kate, now I knew what a punt gun was because of some ridiculous thing that I saw years ago. So when he says punt gun, I was like, okay. And it, it fires incredible giant size shot. Um, it, it requires two men to do it. Like you have to have one dude who stands there with it on its shoulder, with a, with a barrel on his shoulder while the other guy pulls the trigger. It is meant to shoot dozens of ducks at the same time as opposed to one very large creature very near you and that's how they kill one of them is they get one to come out of the ground right in front of the punt gun and he blows a giant hole in it with the punt gun um and the next one is is coming from far away is coming over here so let's reload the punt gun as fast as we can but that's a really hard task to do um and finally he gets it and he aims it at one of them and the third one runs over and grabs the punt gun and buries it. Like it's smart enough to know that thing will kill us. So we're going to get rid of that thing. Um, so uh, they're, they're able to kill another one via dynamite, I think. And then the last one, they they like get a, a big hook and they put it in the tail of it. Um, and they tie the other end of it to this uh, big steam engine with like a winch. Um, and so it just pulls the thing along the ground all the way into the gears of the winch, which just grinds the whole thing up. Um, and so that's it. They won. They won. Um, and so then uh, the the, dam- the water tower's been damaged or whatever. So uh, they they when they put it back up, they, instead of writing rejection, they do perfection. Oh. So there you go. Um, uh, and so. Do they make reference to how bad they smell in these other ones or no? Yes, yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, all in all of them. They, all of them. They always they always go. Oh, this is this smells horrible. Um, they never actually. Oh, oh, this is what they, this is why they do it. Yeah, they mention it later. Um, in another episode. Uh, but they um, they um, so Michael Gross. Um, uh, she she he's about to leave. Um, and go back east or whatever. Um, and they he, he says um I um. I'm going to buy that mine off of you for, for whatever. Um, and uh, I forget what it was. There's something, whatever, but they decided that, that the mine he's going, he's going to give the mine to the town. Um, and, uh, and, but because he, they're going to, they're going to sell it or what to sell the blah, blah, blah. They're going to sell silver because there's no more graboids are fine. So I'm going to split it all up. Um, uh, and when we sell it here, when we sell the mine, we're going to sell the mine. And we're going to get everything everybody ever wants. Oh, by the way, the, the old uh, prospector, he died. Uh, he got, he got eaten. Um, but I, re- I realized that, that I didn't, I didn't notice it while watching it, but in the credits, he's listed as old Fred, which is the same name as a different character from the first one. And uh, I was in the first one, you remember they went over and they picked up a hat and his head and his head was underneath it oh, in the yeah. first one in this one they're looking for him where his rat wagon has stopped which has been all demolished and they see a hat and they walk over and they nice lift it up little easter egg well played they lift it up and there's no head under there and you go oh thank god and then the wind blows blows the the canopy of the wagon off and there's his head right there so they were like they like did you like uh, they were like there's a jump scare you think you're gonna get it but you didn't get it oh there it is security and then yeah yeah, there you go that was fun um but anyway so uh so whatever whatever anybody wants their their most important thing they want 
we'll make sure to get that for you. I forget what all of these things are that they wanted. Um, but um, then he says, uh, the one thing that I will ask is that none of us ever speak of this ever again. So, so that's why nobody knows about these things because these people never pass down their, their knowledge of it. Um, so that, that's, 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 that's your prequel. That's, that's your prequel. Actually, like, even in the ones that sounded cheesier or whatever, like, everything's very well justified. Like, everything is very, like, for a franchise is, like, right. pretty, pretty clean, like, pretty well done. Yeah. Um, we now get into the globetrotting portion of it. This is, like, the, the next one was made in, that, that was 2004. Okay. Um, this next one was 2015. In 2015, they decided to make a new one. Um, I don't know why 11 years went by and nobody said a new one. Um, it starts with the uh, opening of like a, I don't know, a, a really bad reality show on like the Learning Channel or something. I'm Burt Gummer. I've been, I, I have been called, in my life, I've been called a right-wing nut uh, 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 blah, 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 a, a, a doomsday prepper, a blah, blah, blah. I reject all these terms. What I am is a survivalist, and I will teach you how to survive on Burt Gummer, survivalist. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, that's, he's, he's has his own little small, like a YouTube show. I guess it's supposed to be a YouTube show. Oh, it's, it's not his own, like, it's not a, it's nothing that actually makes money because he still like lives with nothing. Um, but Why does he um, still live with money? I don't. That's I don't know. Everyone talks about. Everyone talks about how he um, is. Uh, how he's um, the guy who was famous and like everyone know. Like the friggin' Argentina hired him to kill a bunch of shriekers. Yeah, but he's but he's not he's not famous. Like maybe he was, and then the whole thing died down because graboids obviously don't exist anymore. So. Who cares, sure. right? Anyway, um, uh, so we see this little intro, uh, which is slick, but also like m- m- you know, whatever. Um, so then we see a, a a a dude in the Mojave Desert in a leather jacket, riding a dirt bike with a, with his with his helmet on, and he's doing stunts in the Mojave Desert while the credits roll. And then finally, he pulls up to. Uh, Bert Gummer and Bert Gummer's cameraman doing stuff out there, and he ruins the shot. And Bert's like, blah 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 blah. Um, who are you? I'm your new camera guy. And he looks over the old camera guy. He's like, that's right, I traded out. I'm I'm going to Vegas, man. I can't do this anymore. And he's like, what are you? Who are you? I don't know you. Um, so he's he's very cantankerous now. Um, uh, I will. I, and so, um. I'm Travis B. Welker. I'm your new cameraman. Travis B. Welker is played by Jamie Kennedy from the Scream movies, uh, from various other things that were last popular a decade before they made this movie. So <laughs> Jamie Kennedy um, is, uh, yeah. So anyway, he's this, he's a, he's a 40-ish aging daredevil uh, guy who's also a camera guy. Um and so as they're arguing about whether or not he's, a, he's going to be Bert's new camera guy. And also I have all these great ideas for how I could be your producer and regrow the Gummer brand. You got, you should be famous. You should be dining on filet mignon. What's up? 
let's 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 get you a couple hundred million subscribers and let's get this thing on on board i can i can sell you to all these different networks or whatever i i i worked with cnn and all these other places i've been he's a guy who was like did um he did camera stuff uh photojournalism uh in war zones and stuff in the in the in the in the late 90s and early teens early 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 aughts whatever so they're arguing about this and another guy shows up um and he is South African um and he is Mr. Van Vick and uh he uh it, unfortunately it looks like we have graboids in South Africa oh um uh so the the pro prologue to this is two very Afrikaans dudes um they got very very thick accents um and they're out just scouting for stuff in in this thing one guy falls into a cave uh wouldn't you know it that guy's a goner and the other dude isn't able to isn't able to pull him out with a rope uh so that guy lives on top but the guy who fell in the cave he's dead he was killed by we don't know yet was it graboids was it shriekers was it ass blasters we're not sure so ass blasters um so um uh they uh so they 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 know they know it was something because the other guy who saw it whatever and the way he described that's what it is the way he described it especially the locomotion of the thing blasting off from its butt um made us think that it was ass blasters it's like if you got ass blasters you got graboids so they're gonna pay him all this stuff and um pay him money because i i will personally make sure that that your entire production aside from being paid as money your entire production of making your show is fully funded by the south african government uh for for the next five years and so that's enough to get him on a plane to south africa um and now it is just bert gummer and jamie kennedy in south africa um uh, fighting graboids and ass blasters with the the help of the veterinarian from the um from the local uh, village and a game warden who is sweet on the veterinarian. And then they have the veterinarian. Uh, it has a, a, like an eight year old daughter. Uh, veterinarian also is a excellent shot with a bow and arrow. Um, and so it's them. Um, wouldn't you know it? Mr. Van Vick turns out to have not been working for the South African government. He is a master poacher and wants, um, wants uh bert to capture one alive so he can sell it to the highest bidder um so um bert finds uh, finds all that out after there have been multiple deaths um he finds all, all of it out because that dude's been has found an egg and he wants to smuggle it out of the country um bert finds out about it so that dude um uh, pulls a gun on him and locks him in a lion cage in the middle of the south south african uh savannah and he starts to have heat stroke it's michael gross's finest hour like it's just him in a cage and he's doing this like interior monologue thing where he's he's talking to heather um and he's talking to Rupert mcintyre and he's forgiving her for having left him you can keep the hk you can keep the hk 91 i just hope you give it a good home we had some good times didn't we though but that's in the past i understand um uh, but he's he's great. He's he's like doing. Uh, he's like uh, the the Maasai uh, have been um, uh, have been using their own urine to cool themselves off for hundreds of years. So he pisses in a cup and he pours it over his now shaved head. 
by this by this film he's shaved his head so he's got he's just wearing his own urine um and uh and also um doing push-ups i don't know why he's doing push-ups but anyway finally um uh um jimmy kennedy finds him um and they're gonna go get mr van vick uh but wouldn't you know it uh that guy's uh basically uh graboid food um oh no yeah they he he yeah they they find him but he's too stupid to stop he's just like i'm gonna run no don't run oh he got eaten bye-bye <laughs> Um, uh, so they, um, so also, uh, Jamie Kennedy is also sweet on the veterinarian. And I think the movie wants us to root for him to get the girl when like the game warden is actually heroic and really, really nice to like the daughter and everything. And I'm like, I don't know, please don't make me, please don't make me think you want me to root for Jamie Kennedy to get the hot veterinarian. I don't, I don't want that. But uh, it doesn't matter. He doesn't get her because I, like I was really worried. So far, there's a romance in every single one. Oh, sure, you gotta like have romance, romance for Grab for the ladies. People together, of course, for yeah. the ladies. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, now there are graboids and there are ass blasters, and I will say this about this is where the the new the new the, this phase of the cinematic universe they don't look anything like the originals. Oh. Um, the ass blasters, they used to have the big, big, like a big beak with like four hinged things that would open up the same way with the graboids used to have that the same course. way with the shriekers used to have that. They don't anymore. Now it's like a big maw. Like it's a, just a giant orifice with several rows of teeth that somehow spin around like this. That's not and like that's, the Super Mario plant guys. I don't like yeah, that I, at all. I, no, it's not. It's 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 yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It's not nearly as cool. It's obvious CGI, especially in this one. Like not great. And the graboids also. They 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 explain it like this, that the because they were two, they're graboids. Um, and then there are graboids. The ones in Nevada, like, evolutionize on a different chain than the ones, like, like grizzly bears and polar bears are both bears, but they're not the same bear. So that's, that's the way that they're, they're trying to do it. Like, these graboids are different, which is fine, except for these graboids now, even the full-grown ones, literally leap out of the ground and then land on top of their prey and force it into the ground where they kill it. Um, th- there's very li- there's no tongues in these graboids in in Tremors Five, and it's just this is not as it's not as good. It's not well, as and good. it's like we already had so much evolution from graboids to shriekers to ass blasters that like a different strand now feels like a little much. Yeah, it does. Um, so what they oh they. they the way that they kill the final giant one, the the queen, certainly queens now, um, is they say there's a sun shower in this part of South Africa every day at 3 p.m. There's a lightnings and it rains for like 15 minutes and then it's clear every day. You can set your watch by it. I don't think that's a thing that happens in real life, but it's good for the purposes of this uh, p- plot. Because, oh, look what time it is. Um, 
they they show the little girl gathering worms for fishing by putting a little like electrified thing hooked up to a battery, like a little rod in the ground, which drives all the worms up. And that's how you get all the worms to go fishing. They show that when we first meet the little girl. Um, and then she plays a trick on Jamie Kennedy by saying, it's African tradition. You have to eat one of the worms to show that you, you know, like this. And he wants to impress her mom. So, uh, so, uh, so he does it. He eats the worm. And then the mom walks by. You didn't make him eat the worm, did you? maybe I did. So then he spits it out anyway. So that's the thing they showed there. And so now they're going to like build a lightning rod that goes into the ground. When the lightning hits it, it's going to like go into the ground and, and electrify the, um, the, the giant graboid. But how do we make sure the graboids in this particular area? Oh, I know. We'll just have Jamie Kennedy get on his dirt bike and, and lead it everywhere and then leap the dirt bike into that spot where they want the thing to happen. And of course, as he leaps his dirt bike, that is exactly when the lightning will strike this thing as it crosses in there and explodes. And so that's what happens. It's entirely uh, facetious and uh, dumb. Uh, not it's, as dumb as... Mm-hmm, go ahead. This is where it started to wane, it feels like. Mm-hmm. I looked up the Tremors five bloodlines cover and i can tell already like this is what we've we've started to lose the plot Mm because they have the jacket has one of the graboids with their like teeth and it just looks like a it looks like a wannabe dinosaur and michael gross great jamie kennedy on the jacket it's just not giving the same tremors vibes as the other one so i can i can even not having watched it feel like our series is waning which is sad right it is sad um (laughs) They are trying to inject some new life into it by making Jamie Kennedy Burt Gummer's bastard child. This is very Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan. <laughs> Apparently, Burt Gummer in 1975 or something um, uh, was went to a gun show in Pensacola, Florida. Um, and met a girl in the parking lot, um, and they went to a Grateful Dead show together. And one thing led to another. Um, she was a hippie. He was he was a right wing guy, but the sparks flew. Opposites attracted for one night only. Um, and uh, and so um, this is this is how Travis B. Welker. The B stands for Bert. Um, is uh is, is introduced in the series, and now he's um and Bert doesn't want to accept the fact that I want a paternity test. He never wants to accept that this kid is his son because they're entirely opposite people. Um, and uh, but yeah, so that's that's his his uh the mom uh, told him about it, and so he's now going to find Bert, and that's how he was able to uh get a hold of him and figure out like he talked to this camera guy and got his switch switch roles or whatever and blah 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 that's that's why they got together so anyway um at the end it's like hey pretty pretty good job you did there pops because he's been calling him pops the whole time but it's because he's old no it's because he's actually his dad and he's like don't call me pops and or whatever i was like they call me dad don't call me pops. Call me dad. But he doesn't. He doesn't say that. So they walk off, and that's that's the end. They they saved South Africa from from graboids and ass blasters. 
And the big reveal is that they were father and son the whole time. Right. That that gets revealed like two thirds of the way through the movie. Uh, but I saved it for the reveal of, of because nothing else in the movie really matters. Um, <laughs> so Tremors 6, A Cold Day in Hell. This takes place in Canada. Um, it's the, the, the movie starts with like on an ice sheet. They're like doing deep drilling in an ice. And that's how they wake up the tremors that are, that are buried there that somehow got frozen in ice and have lied dormant in the ice for that many years. Um, and, uh, so this is again where we get ass blasters and, and graboids in Canada. Um, this is the this is this is where the whole thing fell apart for me. You know why, Kate? How come? Well, in the beginning, it's it, um, uh, this is it starts out in in perfection, and Bert is managing the store. Uh, Jody is, is took a job in Reno, in a law firm in Reno, and she said that and that Bert could manage the store and also live in the store uh, because his bunker was destroyed many years ago or whatever. So, um, so, uh, but he is wearing a Chicago Cubs hat. He's been wearing an Atlanta Hawks hat in every thing. And I'm, I am going to say this. I believe the director is a Chicago Cubs fan and thought it would be funny to make Burt Gummer wear his hat as opposed to Burt's hat. They mentioned it twice. Like the IRS guy who comes to see him, uh, who says, you, you, you haven't paid taxes in 40 years. We're going to take everything from you. Um, he, like, this is a guy who's been talking to, to Bert a lot over the years about delinquent taxes. And finally, they're like, he's got the thing. Here's a court order, slaps it on the, on the counter. We're going to take everything. But he says, hey, you switched teams. No, I just switched hats. Which doesn't make any fucking sense because it doesn't make any fucking sense. What happened to the other hat? Also, also, this thing is not like it, he's been wearing the same hat since Tremors won. They've been Atlanta Hawks hats every time, but every movie they've been a different Atlanta Hawks hat. This man is an Atlanta Hawks fan. He's not a sports fan. He's an Atlanta Hawks fan. I don't know why, but he is. Changing why is why are you wearing a cup? Did 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 all of your Atlanta Hawks hats like die in a house fire? What happened to your Atlanta Hawks hats? Why are you now wearing a Chicago Cubs hat? I don't understand it. They they do not do a good enough job of explaining this. But anyway, um it's a betrayal, is what it is. So the um they also, if you're gonna look- jump ship, at least jump ship for a team that wins more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so this, um, the, the, the people who are working on this archeological dig thing, whatever, um, in Canada, they, um, one of them is familiar with Burt Gummer's work. And so they think it must be graboids. Um, and so they call him and uh she explains what what she knows about everything and like runs down the whole history of graboids and shriekers and ass blasters and everything and knows his all history and like well you obviously done your research um but uh she says something to get him to come 
uh, and and he does. He agrees to go. And uh, as Travis also walks back into the thing, he's been doing something somewhere else, and he's back. So Travis and he are going to Canada. Um, so um, they go to Canada, but as they say, there's been a, a huge warm uh, warming, the, the, the whole uh, hot, uh, hot a heat snap. So all the all the snow is has melted uh, around. So they're like, so you you filmed it in Montana. It's like we saw in, in the summer, and you made everybody wear parkas because there's no snow anywhere. Okay, fine. Um, but there's also a bunch of DARPA guys um, who who are neighbors in their research, and he doesn't trust DARPA because he thinks they're going to try and develop graboids as bioweapons. Like if you could like figure out a way to like drop a graboid behind enemy lines, everybody's dead. You know, sure. that, that's, that's what he thinks they're going to do. Um, so he doesn't trust them. Um, but um, we meet the ragtag bunch of people who work there. Oh, there's the, the woman who flies them in to this remote part of Canada. Uh, she's she's great. She's a lot of fun. Um, but while they're flying, an ass blaster attacks the plane. Um, and uh, it, it gets caught in the propeller and dies. But it also takes out one of the engines. So they have to land. Um Anyway, so they can't they can't fly out because that plane's been damaged. Everyone's okay, but the plane the plane's been damaged. She got to fix the plane, so that's why they can't fly out. Um, there's a doctor who's who's from uh, Quebec, and his name is is uh, Mister Doctor Ferretze, but it's spelled Freeze. So he's Doctor Freeze, but he but he oh no, brother, it's not, it's, it is not Freeze. It is Ferretze. Um, so he's the he's the guy who he loses it and uh, can't 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 freak he freaks out about everything. So eventually, of course, he costs everybody their lives, a uh, bunch of people their lives. Um, but he gets he gets killed. Um, uh, but anyway, we find out this because Bert is having seizures, and he has one that's so bad they they that they have to like put him in the hospital and they take a sample of his blood. And I don't know how they come around to this, but they tell him he's got graboid poisoning. He's dying of graboid poisoning, and like, how could how could there there's a parasite in their blood that got into your um, into your body somehow, maybe like 10, 15 years ago, um, and has been maturing and now is like coming into the back of your brain or whatever. We need to develop antibodies. The only way to do that is to draw serum from a live graboid. Graboid, of course. And of course, he knows that the way the way he he got it was because he was swallowed by the graboid for a little while, and that's how the of blood got into course. his system. So they're paying that off, at least I guess, kind of. Uh, but he's dying of graboid poisoning, and he doesn't want any help because he knows that the, all I got to do is kill all these graboids, and then I will have lived to what I need to do or whatever. And Travis wants him. The Jimmy Kennedy really wants him to take. Uh, no, I don't care. Right. He just started this relationship with his dad. Poor Jimmy right. Kennedy. So uh, the 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 intern in this little research thing, the one who knew all about him, it is revealed that she is who is she? Kate, if you had to who guess, is who is who 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 could it be? It's it's Val and Rhonda's daughter. Stop. That's the best part of this entire phase oh, is that they introduced Val and Rhonda's daughter, who's now in her early twenties, and 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 heard so much about Bert from her dad, 
Um, and uh, she is currently wearing graboid skin cowboy boots that her dad made for her mom when they when they as a, like as a wedding present and they're still the 20 30, almost 30 years later they're still in great condition because you cannot hurt graboid skin like it's fun stuff like that Stop, i was like i love that let's do more of these things that's cool um anyway uh she's also because she went hunting with her dad she's also an excellent shot and up to like 500 yards. So they, they give her the rifle to, to shoot uh, ass blasters out of the sky, whatever. Nice. Um, but there are graboids and they're giant graboids and they suck a bunch of trailers. Like they're tear, tear a bunch of trailers, a bunch of DARPA guys get killed. Um, but uh, yeah. So finally they got to figure out a way to, um, to trap the last graboid so that they can take the serum from a little sack in its throat. Now, this is, I believe, is where they've they've told us that how they can move through rock that's not as s- sandy, like ground that's not as sandy as the Nevada desert, is that they have formic acid in their saliva, which is what makes everything so stink so much, and they shoot that out in front of them as that, which softens immediately softens the earth, which allows them to go through it. So it's the thing that stinks so much is the formic acid they have in their throat in a little throat sack. And I guess they're going to inject him with pure formic acid. That'll cure him. Like, uh, but well, I don't also, know. Also, this is a different lineage of graboid. I don't even know if this is the same, if those antibodies are going to translate. But honestly, that is a plot hole they did not address. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, and these ones look based on the jacket. I like looking up the jackets of these. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These ones look glacial. Yeah. Well, are they're these not. Water, are they water-faring ones, or is this just deceptive artwork? Deceptive artwork. Oh, that is so rude. I know. I know. Maybe we, I thought yeah. we were. If we weren't going to space, we could at least get in the water. No. No. Well. Rude. No. Um. There's 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 one where there's a woman who's standing in like a hot springs, testing the pH levels, and uh, and some some graboid tentacles come up and they they grab her and kill her. Um, oh. But she's like in, in four feet so of water, so it's not that big a deal. Um, anyway, uh, so the way they are somehow able to trap this thing, they have a guy named his name is I shit you not. Oh god, what what they call him? Swackmaster, Swackhammer. That's his last name is Swackhammer. Swackhammer. Um, uh, his real name is actually uh, Swake Hager. But um, uh... <laughs> he's a anyway, part of the Jericho so, Appreciation uh, Society for uh, sure. Uh-huh. So anyway, Swackhammer. Um, he's he's a former military engineer guy, so you can he can build whatever you want out of anything. He's he MacGyver's this electric fence around a hangar by like you know, basically sticking pilings in there and then whatever. Um, but the generator, the generator runs out of juice. So they don't can't do the, can't use that anymore to hide. Anyway, they, um, they're able to like stick a hook into the thing, which is all, how do they do it? Um, they have the woman in the plane flying around with this big anchor down at the bottom and they're able to hook it to the thing and she 
flies through something which pulls the 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 that pulls the big lizard, the big worm thing into like a, um, what do you call them? Storage, a, sto- a shipping container. One of those big rectangle things. And then they like stick, stuck it in place with all these rods or whatever. So it can't move. And it's also, it's, it's mandibles are forced open by where it's in there like this. So, um, the, so Travis crawls all the way into the back of the throat to like use a syringe to, to pull out some of the stuff. And I'm like, this is how your dad got graboid poisoning. Yeah, dum-dum. Make sure you're holding your breath or wearing a mask or something. But he's not, so I'm sure he's going to he's gonna die of graboid poisoning at some point too. Um, but they get the serum and they give it to Bert and he's fine. He comes out okay. Just like that. Yep, he's all right. That That's sounds it. boring. Mm. This sounds like the most boring of the franchise because it feels like it's hinting at becoming more self-aware, but didn't go the full tilt in these past right. two. Like you gotta, like Fast yeah. and Furious went full tilt. We know exactly yeah. what we are self-aware. Mm-hmm. This feels like it's it's walking the line in these past two. Yeah. And if you just give this guy serum and it reverses yeah. everything, antibodies. They they made antibodies out of the out of whatever the hell was in their throat sack. Well, since and they're it, all it, over it, the it world, you might want to get on a vaccine. Well, yeah, that's true. Also, the thing was they did um they had the 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 girl like is reading his vital signs. And she looks over at, at Jamie Kennedy and she's like sorry. Um uh and uh then Jamie Kennedy turns his back to like get emotional and then you hear uh Bert say something, "Where's my hat?" or something. I don't know what he said. Um, so he's fine. So she told him he's dead. Um, and then five seconds later, he's like awake. So I don't know if she was playing a trick on him, whatever, by the way, the like woman who's in charge of the whole research project, um, Jamie Kennedy has the hots for her to begin with. And then by the end, she has the hots for him because he's shown her that he's heroic. So they, um, so they have a little thing like, you know, I won't be up in Canada forever. I can be back. I'll be back in the States, uh, in a few months and maybe we'll see each other. He's like, yeah, maybe we will. Um, and uh, and then Bert's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, always he always has these weird aphorisms for everything, but like you never get a second chance to have a first chance or whatever he says. Um, go back there and kiss her. And so uh, he does. Uh, he's like, "You call that a kiss? Do it again!" And he, then, he, then he does. He kisses her like really like everybody's like, "Woo!" Like, Everyone's like, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, and then he goes back. He's like, "How was that? It was all right. B plus." And like, 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 so I like, I don't know what. So he's doing the dad thing to his to his kid at some point, or whatever. That's the end of the movie. That that's done. Oh, um, they got the DARPA guy somehow to agree to, um, if he can, if he could just save his life, um, to uh, to agree to get the IRS to wipe all liens from his property and all back taxes, also that uh, Bert never has to pay taxes for the rest of his life, and neither does Jamie Kennedy. And I guess the DARPA guy could just do that, um, but he did. In a different country? He did. Um, they're doing like a joint Canadian and, and American thing. So okay. that guy's, that guy's whatever. Okay. The last one, Tremors 7, available on Netflix, though I don't know why anyone would watch it. Um <laughs> This one, they, this one, you know, you know, you're making a stinker when Jamie Kennedy says, you know what? I'm good. Uh, 
I'm I don't need to be doing this. Um, so uh, they ought they absolutely intended for it to be a Jamie Kennedy uh, uh, thing um, because the the main female in it is Jamie Kennedy's character's mom. So it doesn't really make sense to like do the thing where like the whole family's back together if one of them isn't. So they wrote him out of the picture because by saying he's in a Mexican prison for smuggling magic mushrooms across the border. Um, and uh, and uh, that's it. Um, it's John Hedder instead? I'm sorry, I'm it's just looking Napoleon at the Napoleon Dynamite is the guy that got to play the replacement for Jamie Kennedy. On so, Shrieker Island. <laughs> on Shrieker Island. Shrieker Island is an island in the Solomon Islands in the South Pacific where a, a billionaire philanthropist slash big game hunter, because those guys exist, um, he runs a, a biotech firm that has offices on these things to study animals. But what he really loves doing is getting all of his engineers to genetically enhance predators to make them more predatory so that it's more of a fair fight when he is his team's uh, team of guys go out there and take Silicon Valley billionaires with them on these little hunts. Um, and so he has somehow genetically engineered and genetically enhanced graboids. And they're going to take a bunch of guys out on a hunt against graboids. So um, there is the actual research arm of this is headed up by Dr. Jasmine Welker, who is Travis B. Welker's mom. And um, she finds out that is what's happening. She, she and her second in command, Billy, Joey, I don't know what his fucking name is, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. She and Napoleon Dynamite get in, a, a get, get, and they drive over to the other island across the little way from the island because they want to know what the hell he's doing over there. Uh, there's can't be anything good. And uh, Napoleon Dynamite's friend, Pedro, just kidding. His name's not Pedro. I don't know what his name was. But anyway, he, he gets, he gets, oh, eaten. Pedro. Uh, he, he, he gets eaten by a shrieker. And, um, and so they, they're able to get back to their thing. And like, we know what we got to do. We got to find Bert Gummer. And uh, this guy's like, Bert Gummer? Why would we do that? He's the only one who knows anything about these people. Well, where do I find him? The last coordinates I had were an island off of Papua New Guinea. So um, Napoleon Dynamite has to take a, um, a, a bike to a bus, to a, to a plane, to a boat to get to this little island. And he's, he's, he gets on this little island. He's like, Mr. Gummer, are you here? That's, that, that's the best they have. And uh, he gets caught in a snare trap. Um, and he's found Bert Gummer playing Tom Hanks in the movie Castaway because he's got a big beard and long hair. And he's been living out there uh, by himself, completely isolated. Um, now, and why he's would like, you do uh, that when you've got your taxes free for the rest of your life I, in, the, in I the States? don't know. But anyway, um, he is. he tells him we got graboids, we got shriekers. Um, it, we got to come. It, my boss wants you there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it, I, he doesn't tell him that that's the person who's there. He doesn't give her, give him, give him her name, but he agrees to go back just to check it out, I guess. And when he gets there, he realizes that's who it is. It's Travis's mom. It's the girl he had an affair with. 
and he and he immediately recognizes her, even though she's 50 years older than she was then. Um, and he's like, "Nope, can't do it. Won't do it. Nope. I don't, I hate women. women. Women, women make 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 me scared. I don't know what he says. He's just dumb stuff." But he is. But then she's like, "Come on, just so I can see. You know, for old times' sake or whatever. We're not going to talk about anything old times. We're going to talk about graboids and shriekers, possibly ass blasters. We're not talking about anything else, okay?" Um, but I need I need some clothes. Uh, first, he shaves his beard, gets down the mustache, shaves all this thing, and then he's got the bald thing. Um, and um, he's he has kept his Chicago Cubs hat. That's the one one piece of anything Chicago Cubs. And I'm like, this is not right. He should it's have lost so Chicago. Wrong. He should have lost his Chicago Cubs hat somewhere in Canada and had to buy a new hat, and it was Atlanta Hawks hat. Whatever. Um, so, so um, again, some of the people who work on this racers facility know who Burt Gummer is, know what Graboids are, and some of them don't. Um, uh, anyway, so it runs into problems because basically um, Bill, the billionaire Bill, billionaire Bill, um, it wants to finish his hunt. Um, nobody's going to take this hunt from me. I'm going to do this. Like, yeah, you don't know what you're in for. Yes, I do. I've done lots of hunts. I know what I'm doing. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, so, uh, long story short, um, Michael Gross bonds with Napoleon Dynamite over the course of killing a lot of, um, shriekers with night with World War II era flamethrowers because they don't have guns as part of the research team and billionaire bill won't give Bert any of his guns. Not that they're worth anything. Anyway, the shriekers have developed when they genetically enhanced them, they developed like their shriek now incapacitates people. Like it is so loud and so shrill that you can't, you have like people like drop to their knees and put their hands over their ears which is how they're able to like there's the, there's there and there's a whole there's like 12 guys with like machine guns pointing at these shriekers and the shriekers are dead there's no chance that like, all of them could kill all these guys with machine guns so then they just start screaming and all the guys like drop to their to their to the ground and hold their hands over their ears and the shriekers kill them all so they've got like a an a, like a thing so then later when they go into like a underground cave system uh to kill the shriekers just Napoleon Dynamite and Michael Gross uh and Bert uh, they have like those little uh, spongy uh, ear ear earplugs you can get to wear on like ear airplanes. Yeah, that's enough. That's that's all, that's that's, that's, that's enough. That's all it takes. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so that's what they do. Um, but they got a, a flamethrower. Oh, when the flamethrower runs out, they each well, Napoleon Dynamite has a chainsaw. If you ever wanted to see Napoleon Dynamite kill an entirely CGI creature with a chainsaw, this is your movie. Um. And then Bert has dual fisting machetes. So he's like doing like weird, like samurai stuff with machetes to, and this is like Michael Gross is like 70 something. So um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very, very odd uh, movie. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. The, the, there's, Oh, they are able to find. They have a a, a, um, a thousand pound elephant that they have geotagged in the ear, and he's gone missing from the the research facility. And so they're going to try and find him. So they clip the thing and they find him. He's a thousand. He's he's like a, a, a kilometer and a half away, thirty feet underground. 
So this thing ate an elephant, and which is how they know that like there's a queen that is way bigger than all the other graboids. And that's what we're dealing with now. We've killed all the Shriekers. We've killed all the other Graboids. We have one queen left to deal with. So the way they're going to do it is um, there's a big plateau at the top of the mountain. Um, and uh, Bert's idea. Oh, by the way, Billionaire Beryl got eaten. Everybody got eaten. Oh. Um, everyone, everyone's been eaten. Except for an entirely different hot black south african chick um different like i'm pretty sure she's south african that seems to be her accent um who's also a master archer who was like bill's third in command she's a turncoat away from bill and come to help um uh bert uh, but she's alive and and deploying dynamite's alive and um uh this chick who's got the hots for napoleon dynamite for some reason and also um uh jamie kennedy's mom those are the people who are left alive. Um, and their whole plan is to like go up on this plateau. Bert's going to get the thing to chase him. And he's going to go out the side of the cliff. The same way that it says it worked for Val and Earl 30 years ago. Why couldn't it work for me? So I like that they did that at least. That's cute. But um, that was his big plan. And he's uh, so he's going to do that. Um, and then after it falls out, they're put up this bamboo spears where the thing would land to make sure that you kill him. And also a big old giant thing, of dynamite that they're going to set off once the thing lands. So this is their big plan. So, um, so Bert goes up to this thing to like get him to chase him. And also the uh, Napoleon dynamite's there and like, I'm coming with you. We'll run together. Uh, Cause Napoleon dynamite decided to grow a pair at the end of the thing. But Bert pushes him out of the way at the last second. And maybe it would have worked, but these graboids can fly now. Remember that thing where they jump out of the ground? Yeah. They're not they're not the same graboids we're dealing with. So one of them jumps out of the ground and Bert's able to turn around and flip it off as it swallows Bert and burrows down into the ground and out the side of the cliff, all the way down to the explosion with the with the bamboo pikes. And Bert has been killed. That's why there's no more sequels. He he gave his life to protect not his son, which I'm sure it was supposed to be in the original script, but a guy he just met two days ago. It doesn't work if it's John Hader and not Jamie Kennedy. We don't it doesn't it doesn't work. He does it to protect it to, to save his to save his son, but no, he doesn't. He doesn't save this this kid he who's a really annoying guy he met two two, two days ago. Or, like, even the long-lost love that never, like, you couldn't even do right. that. You know what I mean? No, no. But but here's the thing. Um, they they can't bury him, but they, they make a grave site, and everyone, like, stands around it and offers flowers and whatnot. Um, so, oh, he was looking for some sunglasses, and so the 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 woman who's his long lost love gives him her pair of Ray Bans. Says, "I want those back." Um, and so when he when he apparently before he gets eaten, he thinks enough to like take off his hat and throw it and his glasses and throw them. Although we never see that happen. But when they're looking around for him because they didn't they don't know what what happened to him, all they see 
is the, the hat and the glasses. So Napoleon Dynamite puts the Chicago Cubs hat. God damn it. It should be if they had just Atlanta Hawks hat. An Atlanta Hawks hat it would be so much more impactful. They put the Chicago Cubs hat on the uh, on the uh uh on the gravesite and she puts the sunglasses there and the last shot of the movie is the setting sun behind the gravesite of Burt Gummer. And then it says oh, Arthur Morgan. <laughs> um it is it is and and then it says um in memory of Burt Gummer celebrate Burt Gummer Day Burt Gummer Day every April 18th. I don't know if they like got this into a, like a national holiday but apparently April 18th is Burt Gummer Day and then over the credits they have a highlight package in slow motion of the best moments of Burt Gummer over the course of all the films. The, the was done as a the whole thing was done as a tribute to Burt Gummer, the, and and that's it. There's no more movies. They they did the last one, and oh. Burt Gummer. Burt Gummer sacrificed his life to save Napoleon Dynamite. So a couple things that sound like a big swing and a miss. When you said like there's big game hunters that are philanthropists, that is actually a thing, and they could have oh, yeah. actually done something really really cool because. There, there are, like, as backwards as it seems, there's philanthropists who pay a ton of money to be big game hunters. Yeah. And there's also ones that do it specifically with big game that are terrorizing villages. Mm-hmm. And they could have done something that's so right. cool with a graboid that's, like, wreaking havoc on these mm-hmm. villages. So these they big game hunters, like, come in and, and do that. I, I will say it's not absurd that there's a billionaire philanthropist who is a big game hunter. It's absurd that this guy is a billionaire philanthropist because he got this long stringy Tom Petty hair and really big, like ugly teeth. Like if you're a billionaire, go get your teeth fixed, dude. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. That guy does not strike me as a billionaire in any way, shape or form. Uh, No, that makes total sense. But, but they, there's actually like a part. cool idea there if they leaned into to that piece of it where like big game hunters will 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 pay a ton of money to, right. usually to right. like try and fund this culture. But like the idea of graboids that are terrorizing a village like that and they yeah. have no resources and then they have to go call Burt Gummer is such like a that's a yep. really, really good plot of like these big yeah. game hunters who are so overwhelmed by what they signed up for and they're getting picked off one by one right. and they have no choice right. but to to yeah. go get them um i'm so bummed that that's how this this ended because it feels like they could have made a better effort to pay tribute <laughs> to they, really could have. they really could have but they didn't yeah. well you know what else they could have done like obviously not in this movie but if he had risked his life to save val and Rhonda's daughter that's a, like if he had given his life to save Val and Rhonda's daughter, like that would have meant something. Doing it to save literally a guy he made he met two days ago. I just it's just the worst thing they could have done. They could have he could have anything, but I don't I don't know what the actress was doing who played Val and Rhonda's daughter. Like I like you know they could have brought her in on it. But or no. they could they could have even had like a Kevin Big would have signed up for a cameo for this, right? I mean, just a two minute scene. I don't know. He's like playing in his band, trying to get out of the Bernie yeah. Madoff scheme. I don't know, man. I don't know. 
anyway, um, uh, I'm going to uh, listen. I'm going to keep um, Michael Gross in. No, we got to keep... we got to go. We got to go film by film. Oh, man. Tremors okay. too. Like by the slim, uh, the slimmest of margins, I'll keep it in. By the slimmest of margins, okay. Like fifty point one percent, I'm keeping it in. <laughs> okay. If they got Kevin Bacon, it would be a straight up like ninety percent. Keep it in, like sure. You know what I mean, like. But no, I mean, yeah, this is the okay. slimmest of margins. Like Three. entirely, entirely for Fred Ward and Michael Gross, and that's it. Three, out, out. out. Sorry, the I, TV I got, show. I got the, the the TV show. The TV show is way out. Okay, way out. Not like like Michael Gross is great and everything, but like he can't save the TV show. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, the prequel, I believe. Four. I'll I'll keep I'll keep the prequel in because I love a good western and it's kind of fun. I love like it's a western, but also there's other things about like a horror western. There's yeah. like there's a there's a really good like old there's a really f- cool independent movie where like it's a western, but it's like set up in the color up in the Colorado mountains and there's a Bigfoot. But it's like right. it's like it's like that's. I love when they like blend like creature feature and other genre. I love when they do that. So this was, this was okay. And it's really fun to watch like Burt Gummer, but in, but the same actor playing a Gummer, but it's the most like, like I say nonsense. I'm sure you could make me a gingerbread cake. Like it's just, he's just the most ridiculous man, but yeah. Yeah. So that and it sounds like they laid, it was a true prequel and that it yeah. sounds like something that preceded the original. Yes, so that's yeah, good. Yeah. I'm gonna venture to say you think five, six, and seven are all out of here. Just get the get the fuck out. I'm sorry. <laughs> like it's it's not they're not good. Not f- five five is five is better than the other two because at least in five he's wearing a damn Atlanta Hawks hat. That's fair. That's fair. That, like, that's such an that, unnecessary were, betrayal, man. Like there's there's a way like you could have done some stuff where you you would taken the best parts of five six and seven and put them in one movie. Sure, but no, I'm just, no sorry, no. I get it. Well, so anyway, I did all this so you don't have to ever. And I'm <laughs> I, I I this is this is a service that I that I render. So uh, now next week. Uh, or the end of this week, I guess we'll we'll figure out something else we're gonna watch and tell you if we're gonna get the flick out of here. Uh, bye, everybody. R.I.P. R.I.P. R.E.S.P.E.C.T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.